Russian troops have invaded Scotland. Full stories in half an hour. But now on Radioactive, it's time to welcome Radio 4 listeners who join us, as usual at this time of the day, for the midday show with an adapter. It's 14 minutes past two. Good afternoon to all you women folk of Britain. I'm Anna, 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 And I'll be keeping you company whatever you're doing this afternoon. Whether you're in the office, in your car, still at home, or just sleeping around with some of your husband's golfing friends. <laughs> and uh, speaking of royalty, my very special guests later on in the show will be Prince Charles and Lady Diana. They'll be dropping in to have a quick midday show chat with yours truly. But first off this afternoon, here's an urgent piece of traffic news from our traffic department and Mike Cable. Hi, Mike. Hi, Anna. How's Trix? Oh, she's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Terrific. Well, thanks very much, Mike. Bye, Anna. <laughs> Bye, Mike. And more traffic news later. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> That was Radioactive's Thought for the Day. <laughs> and right now on Radioactive, here's a little music to start the show. And this one goes out to little Johnny Jim Jams Jarvis of Harrow Public School, where he's been headmaster for the past ten years. <laughs> So, here you are, Jim Jams. It's the year's first Christmas release, and we're playing it here on Radioactive to mark the fact that Christmas Day is just three months away. <laughs> Stink. You stink us, but 
back. And on the subject of celebrations and festivities, a reminder that next Tuesday, Radioactive will be six years old. Happy, happy, happy birthday. Happy, happy, happy birthday. Happy, happy, happy birthday. Happy birthday to us. And to celebrate that fact, throughout the day on Tuesday, each and every one of the Radioactive disc jockeys will be out and about getting very pissed. So, there'll be no programmes broadcast until Wednesday morning. Okay. And now, Radioactive presents... Commercial Time. It's been a hard ticket to ride, eight days a week. Do you dig the Beatles? How would you like to own a record with every song they ever recorded? Or perhaps you prefer the Stones? The same great LP contains all their hits too. And on the other side, there's every other record ever produced in the world. Cartel Records presents The History of Pop. 4,000 great hits on each side, featuring every pop song ever recorded. Swoon to the Beach Boys. Reminisce to the great Buddy Holly. Rock to the mighty Led Zeppelin. Dance the night away with ABBA. And wonder at the brotherhood of man. Yes, they're all there on Cortell's History of Pop, the first 112-inch record ever released. Playable on Cortell's new belt-driven 10-foot diameter turntables. Available from your local record stores now. A reminder that a little later on, Prince Charles and Lady Diana will be popping in for a brief tete-a-tete. But time now for a special treat for all you ladies as we join roving reporter Nigel Pry at the World Snooker Final. And uh, you join us just as Alex Higgins <laughs> takes what will surely be the last shot of the match. An easy pot of the black that will give him the championship and the £10,000 first prize. Oh, and he's missed the black. He's potted the white and ripped the cloth. It's all over. And if I can just push my way through, Alex, Alex, well, what a disaster, eh, Alex? Dear, oh, dear. You missed the ball. You lost £10,000. And to cap it all, you probably have to pay for the new cloth as well. <laughs> well, Alex, how do you feel? <laughs> You're listening to... Now it's time for our holiday spot. Get sunshine and beaches and foreign diseases. We call them holiday spots. Holiday spots. And for this week's holiday spot, we talk to Radioactive's very own Mike Channel, just returned from two weeks in Rome. Hi, Mike. Hi, Anna. Good to see you again. So, how's the holiday? Oh, lovely. Another great success. Yeah? Yeah, saw so much. All the sights. And uh, all because of the courier. And that's what I'm here to tell you, listeners, how essential it is to get yourself a good courier. I mean, if you get a good courier, you're made. And you had... A wonderful courier, yep, Luigi, lovely man. Personal attention all down the line. Shared a room with a wife towards the end, no attention spared. He, he shared a room with your wife? Oh, yes. You see, any questions that occur to her during the night, he'd be there to answer them. Real service. Goodness me, I, I don't really think I'd trust an Italian. Oh, yes, yes, I'd trust that man. I'd trust him with my wife. Well, I did. <laughs> I remember once he said to me, Dick, he used to call me Dick, and uh, we'd all laugh. He said, Dick... <laughs> Yes, Luigi, I said. Push off out of it, Shorty. He said, I want to be with your wife. He was a real joker. 
<laughs> and what happened? Well, nothing. You know, got back and they were uh, chatting on the bed. Oh, I see. Yeah. Nice. Mm, lovely weather. They were both naked. Windows open. You see, everything to make sure we were comfortable. Naked? Oh, yes. No attention spared. I remember uh, another occasion. I got back to my room mid-afternoon. Luigi was lying there on the bed. Always at hand, you see. Starkers with my son, Gerald. <laughs> Hello, hello. I said, uh, what's going on here? I've just slept with your son, he said. We had a good laugh about that. <laughs> then, uh, then in comes my daughter, Elise, stark naked too. Hello, Dad. She says, what's the Vatican like? Very interesting, I said. Very interesting. Well, well, says Luigi. Why not get lost and go and see the Colosseum as well? <laughs> so, you're going back again there next year? No, no need. He's come over with us. He lives with us now. <laughs> See, just in case there are any questions we need to ask him throughout the year. Well, nice to see you again, Mike. Yeah. Have a great show tonight. Bye, Anna. Bye, Mike. And remember that Mike will uh, have the radioactive doctor with him tonight and will be looking at some of your personal and marital problems. <laughs> but now here's Mike with news of a radioactive job finder. Yes, Anna, and uh, an excellent job here if you'd like to work locally. It's working as an assistant in a nearby uh, sewage works, checking the sewage flow. You need to have a strong stomach, very good eyesight, a dull sense of smell, sure footing and uh, extremely good balance. Overalls and gloves are provided, as is uh, lunch on the job. You'll be working from 6 in the morning until 10 at night, and the pay is £35 per week, going up to £40 within the first 15 years, by the way, and no previous experience needed. So anyone with a keen interest in uh, uh, sewage, one of the on the job final line, OK? And now, Commercial time. Why do people advertise The Guardian? Uh, it's good publicity. I like um, the checks they send you for doing it. What I really like about it is uh, being seen regularly on television. It makes you quite popular with trendy people, uh, and not just in London. It keeps your face on the screen. Read The Guardian. Half a dozen out-of-work actors can't be wrong. <laughs> I've been uh, just handed a quick piece of sports news here. Brighton, please tell us that because of the match tonight, there'll be no public transport within 12 miles of the city centre. And they advise people to avoid the area as they expect violence from marauding fans. But if you do have tickets for the game, Bully Off is at 7 o'clock and Rodine will be playing in the white shirts. <laughs> well, in anticipation on the arrival of the royal couple, uh, we understand that they should be reaching radioactive any moment for their mid-afternoon soiree with me. I have with me an expert on the British monarchy, and he's going to be talking about some of the events that led up to the engagement of Prince Charles to his bride, Lady Diana Spencer. Sorry, no, my name's Charles Swift. Yes, because I know that you're going to be talking about her. Who? Lady Diana Spencer. Oh, her, yes, oh, uh, a lovely lady. Oh, that's right. Yes. Now, I gather oh. that Prince Charles had some difficulty in selecting his bride. Well, yes, indeed. Well, a man in Prince Charles's position has to be very careful. Mm -hmm. I mean, he can't just walk around Soho and pick up anyone, can he? No. <laughs> because obviously he needs someone who can, in a very mm -hmm. warm and meaningful way, share mm -hmm. his personal life. Yes, yes. And also mm -hmm. someone who can cope with mm -hmm. the responsibilities yes, yes. of being yes, queen. Yes, yes, yes. yes. But, uh, mm. what, what do you yes, think yes, was yes. the mm. most important yes, mm. thing yes, that mm. uh, Prince yes. Charles was in fact looking for? Yes, yes, yes. Mm, yes. Mm. <clears throat> Beg your pardon? What was the most important thing that Prince Charles was oh, looking for? Somebody who would look right. Look right? Yes, somebody who would look right sitting up there on the throne. Mm. Somebody who could sit there without sliding off onto the floor <laughs> or toppling backwards off the throne, waving her legs in the air. Mm. Somebody like that. So, what do you think is the most important thing that Lady Diana has got to learn? Well, she's going to have to learn how to wave. To wave. Yes, that's what she'll be doing most of in her job as Queen, yes. Now, 
the Queen, the Queen, she's done a lot of marvellous waving herself in her time, uh, but she's getting a little bit past it now. And uh, for most state occasions, she now has a plastic hand. <laughs> which she operates by means of a piece of string attached to her feet. <laughs> When Lady Diana went to the palace, the first thing the Queen wanted to do was to take a look at Lady Diana's waving hand. So mm -hmm. she took her into an anteroom, right. looked at the hand, yep. shook her warmly by it and said, Put it there, sunshine. <laughs> Put it there, sunshine? Or royal words to that effect, yes. Yeah. I see. Well, do you have any words of advice for them? Oh, yes, indeed, I do, yes. Keep smiling. Don't let being King and Queen affect your private life. <laughs> and keep away from the crown and anchor in Brixen on a Saturday night. Thank you. <laughs> And look ahead to a programme later on tonight on Radioactive with a look at breastfeeding and the menopause. There'll be hints on flower arranging and crochet work and advice on prenatal and postnatal problems. That's all on It's a Man's World with David Hughes <laughs> at 8 o'clock tonight. But now it's time for... Badger watch. <laughs> and in case you missed it last night, here's a second chance to hear Badger watch with Melvin Johnson. Well, here we are in the very heart of the Hertfordshire countryside, keeping as quiet as possible so as not to disturb the badgers, which Jack here has been watching over the past few days. Jack, perhaps you could tell us um, what has happened so far tonight. Well, nothing is yet. <laughs> Any movement? Uh, no, no, not as such. Oh, I, I believe one of them stood up, is that right? That was yesterday. Ah, well, um, <laughs> perhaps you could tell us about that then. Well, he stood up. Uh, on all four legs? On all four legs, yeah. I see, I see. And then very suddenly... Yeah? ...sat down again. <laughs> I see, is that, is that common in badgers of this age? It is quite common in badgers of this age, yes, mm -hmm. well... Badgers of any age, in fact. Yes, yes. Well, animals of any age, really. <laughs> oh. In fact, standing up and sitting down is a pretty bloody normal thing for anyone. Before, isn't it? <laughs> yes, um, oh, quite. Um, so, so, what can we expect to see tonight? What ah, ah, not over much, I should say. Not, not over much. Well, sweet FA, to put it frankly. <laughs> I see. Um, but will they not start searching for food soon? Might do. You seem a little sceptical. Well, I fired three shots in this afternoon. They didn't budge. <laughs> Is that not rather dangerous? Well, sometimes your finger does get jammed in the trigger. No, no, no. <laughs> isn't, it, isn't it harmful for the badger? Oh, well, it doesn't do them a lot of good, put it that way. <laughs> so, um, you, you've shot these animals, have you? Ah. Uh. Which would in some measure explain why they're not moving. Yep. <laughs> well, um, perhaps we'd better just go back to the studios now. Um, you're due to join us again in an hour's time, of course, so when you do, we'll be looking at, um... At um, the art of cooking game, and in particular, how to make badger pie. <laughs> but until then, it's back to the studio. Thanks, Melvin. Mmm, badger. Sounds delicious. <laughs> and now, radioactive presents... Commercial time. Do you suffer from the oldest social problem in the world? Then you'll know what it's like to have bad breath. But now your problem days are over with new Quillies lozenges. Teenager Judy Stinch tells how they changed her life. Well, I never used to have much of a social life. All the boys would ignore me. And at parties, 
Sometimes I just feel unwanted. What a marvellous evening. I could stay here all night. Absolutely didn't Hello, everyone. Oh. God, is that the time? Well, seven o'clock, nearly bedtime. Must be going. Then one day a close friend told me what the problem was. You've got bad breath, love. No, no, don't turn round. Oh, oh. Well, eventually, in desperation, I went to the chemist to ask his advice. Morning, Mr. Turner. Hi, oh, Judy. Nice to see you. Hang on a minute. Uh, yes. Now, what can I do for you? I told him what the problem was, and he suggested I try new quillies immediately. I suggest you try new quillies immediately. Here, have a free packet or two, or half a dozen, maybe. In fact, have the whole bloody lot. Well, needless to say, quillies changed everything. Now I have a different date. Every night. Yes, why don't you take Judy's advice? If you feel down in the mouth... Suck willies, suck willies, they make your mouth feel great. And before you go out in the morning, stick willies in your pocket. Great. As you may know, my guests this afternoon are going to be Prince Charles and Lady Diana. But we understand they've had a flat tyre. They drove over a champagne bottle in the drive, so they may be a little delayed. <laughs> But now it's time for our behind-closed-door spot. Nigel Pry here again, and uh, today I've got behind the closed doors of the extremely exclusive new disco, Snoots. As you probably know, only the most bizarre-looking people are allowed in, and I'm going to meet a few of them now, if I can. Excuse me, sir? Yes? Uh, you're dressed rather impressively, all in white. Yes, that's right. White shoes, white jacket, white trousers, and a white hat. Well, what brings you here? Uh, is it the music? The people? No, the toilets. <laughs> the toilets? Yeah, I've come to paint the toilets. I see. Well, thank you. Um, <laughs> excuse me? Yes, love. What can I do for you? Well, I'm interviewing some of the bizarre-looking people in Snoots. Oh, that's nice for you, Chuck. <laughs> if I may say so, I'm rather surprised to see you in here. Why is that, love? Well, with your grey pleated skirt, your sensible grey stockings and your headscarf, you look like a, well, a very ordinary woman. I'm a man! Uh, excuse me, sir. Yes? Uh, you look like a leader of fashion. I'm not just a leader of fashion, I am fashion. I've transformed fashion into art. I'm not just a fashionable person, I'm an art object. Uh, an art object? Yes, I'm an art object in myself. And what are you today? Bowl of fruit. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, sir? Yes? Uh, did you have any difficulty getting in here? I used to have. I, I, I used to come here every day in all manner of bizarre outfits, but they never let me in. <laughs> what sort of outfits? Well, one day I came along in a brown jacket and blue trousers, and one day I wore a pair of jeans, and one day I even turned up without a tie. <laughs> really? And they never let you in? Not until today. And what did you do today? I sawed both my legs off. They let me in that moment. And uh, was it worth it? Oh, yeah. It, it's a bit of a drag on the dance floor, but it's definitely worth it. Well, that's it from Snoots, and this is Nigel Pry returning you to the studio. <laughs> A quick piece of news from our traffic department now. It says buses on the following routes. That's the 236, the 197, the 147, the 139, the 108, the 96, the 94, the 88, the 87, the 78, the 56, the 43, the 39, the 26, the 21, the 19, the 16, and the 13 will all be running as normal. As, <laughs> as will all other bus routes. The time is... Fair whizzing by here on Radioactive. <laughs> so without further ado, let's welcome our two contestants for this week's Master Quiz. <laughs> uh, 
And they are Dr. John Milestone, a lecturer in Hegelian, uh, Hegelian, is Hegelian. It? Hegelian philosophy at Glasgow Polytechnic, <laughs> and Mr. Douglas Thanet, headmaster of Marlborough Public School and expert ornithologist. Gentlemen, welcome. Thank you very Thank much. You. And the first question goes to you, Doctor, and your choice of categories are history or modern music. Uh, history, please. Wise choice, I think. In what year did Kate Bush release her first single? <laughs> Who? Kate Bush. Her first single. I'll have to hurry you. No idea. No. 1978 was the answer. Surprised you didn't get that one. Very big hit for her. Mr. Thanet, <laughs> your categories are geography or modern music? Uh, geography. Very well. What famous European city, well known for its manufacture and export of jute and chemical fertilizer, occurs <laughs> in the title of an early Beatles album? <laughs> what? Early Beatles album? European city? Uh, Paris? No, very close. It was, in fact, Hamburg. Live at Hamburg. You were doubtless confusing it with Supertramp. Live in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Doctor, back to you. Astrophysics or modern music? Um, astrophysics? The new Soviet DN-51 fighter aircraft is able to fly at over 1,800 miles per hour due oh. to a new form of propulsion. Yes. Who was the last British pop singer to tour Russia? <laughs> The last British singer to tour the Soviet Union? No. Well, it was, of course, Elton John. Who? No. Never mind. No points to you. Well, the score is currently level, so it's neck and neck, still anyone's game. And, of course, time for the tiebreaker question. First one to answer correctly gets it, and the category chosen randomly by our computer is modern music. Mm. <laughs> Which celebrated British pop group did the late Keith Moon play for? Who? Is the right answer. <laughs> So, Doctor, you're this week's winner, and you'll receive a radioactive T-shirt and a copy of Radioactive's album of the week, Led Zeppelin, Live at the Rainbow. Many thanks to you both. <laughs> we are indeed privileged on Radioactive to be the hosts of Prince Charles and Lady Diana this afternoon. They have literally just arrived, and so while they're spending a penny, here's some music from one of the top British groups around, Phil McHeartthrob and Wangs, with a song he recorded in his own farmyard studio, and... Just listen to the haunting lyrics on this song. Once a fool sat on a hill To write a symphony But ended up with a simple tune As simple as a See, Jack and Jill went up that hill The hill was very green Carrying a bucket between them Oh, sing a song, a simple song A song that's clean and nice Sing it once, then once again And that means singing it twice This song that's nice and nice should say in it oh well it's over anyhow and so instead I'll 
sing a song, a simple song, as simple as they come. Take a girl to offend the record-buying mums by avoiding words like bums. was performed by Helen Atkinson Wood, Angus Steeton, Geoffrey Perkins, Philip Pope and Michael Stevens. Music was by Philip Pope and the programme was written by Angus Steeton, Geoffrey Perkins and Richard Curtis with additional material from David Jackson Young and Michael Stevens. The producer was Jimmy Mulville. You're listening to... It's now my very great honour to say welcome to Prince Charles and Lady Diana. But before I do, it's time to say goodbye to Radio 4 listeners who leave us <laughs> Your Majesties, could I begin by asking...